1: Hello folks, Dr. Tim Jordan here. Happy New Year. I'm back for another year of raising daughters. I'm so glad you've joined me here on this podcast. It's a year or so. My numbers for people who are clicking on and listening to these podcasts has gone way up. So that means, I think, not only have you been enjoying them, but also you're probably passing them on. So thank you so much for that. Uh, the holidays have just finished. And, of course, family uh, comes to mind. Uh, My parents had been deceased for a while, but I was showing a slideshow for my kids and my siblings about some old pictures from when we were growing up, and I saw some pictures of my dad, and that kind of triggered me to want to do a podcast about dads. Uh, My parents had 10 pregnancies in 13 years. There was a stillborn in there and also a um, miscarriage. But I had seven siblings, so there were eight of us, and we were very close in age. A lot of us were like 12, 14, 15 months apart, until the last two were, There's a little bit of a gap there. And so my dad was gone a lot, helping to support eight kids. He would leave in the morning, you know, by 7 o'clock for sure, and he wouldn't get home Monday through Friday until about 10.30 at night. And then he also worked on Saturdays, until about 6 or 6.30, he'd get home. He was in the car business. He was a sales manager for years. And it was a very intense job. And so he wasn't around a lot. And, and I, when he was there, he was, uh, he was very involved in helping my mom with the house. He was always fixing things and all that. He, he coached some of our teams, my baseball teams, when I was a kid. But he wasn't around a lot. And I remember as a kid... Telling myself that when I was growing, when I was grown up, I wanted to have kids my whole life. I told myself someday when I have kids, I will be there for my kids. Um, I understand my, why my dad didn't spend a lot of time with us because he was exhausted. Number one, he was working horrible hours. I get it. Uh, it reminds me of these four dads that were sitting at a bar one night having a drink at the end of the week. And they were kind of grousing about their kids and. One of the dads has four kids, and his friend said, hey, you've got four kids. He said, do you ever regret or would, if, having that many? He said, if, if you had to do it all over again, would you do it? The dad with the four kids thought for a moment. He said, yeah, I would do it. He said, just not with these four. And I wonder sometimes if my parents had the same thought. But today, there are a lot of kids who grow up without a dad in their home. Over a half of births these days among millennials are to unwed moms. And 40% of kids today are raised in homes without a dad in the home, in the house. So there are a lot of kids who are not experiencing a constant presence of a father in their home. And there are some detriments because of that. Some of the things that dads bring to raising daughters. If you want our girls to grow up and to blossom and to be a whole, balanced, healthy, successful, bright, powerful young women, that I think dads have a special and unique role in that, even though a lot of times dads tell me they have a hard time understanding their daughters. I heard a story one time about this man who's walking along a beach and, he's, and he finds a a, a bottle like um, and he picks it up and he starts rubbing the sides and when he does it, a genie pops out of the bottle and the genie says, I can grant you one wish, whatever you'd like. Well, the man thinks for a moment. He said, you know, I've never been too fond of flying. And I've got this job where every week I've got to fly from California to Hawaii. And I can't stand that flight. It's scary. It's all windy and bumpy. He said, so what I would like for my wish is for you to make me a highway that goes from California to Hawaii. And the genie says, well, wow, that's a huge request. You know, he said, do you know how much of my power that's going to take? I mean, that's a lot of concrete and road and all that. The man said, okay, okay, I've, okay, that's, I got it. He said, well, let me think. He said, how about this? I've got three daughters, and I've never really gotten them. I don't understand them very much. So I would like for my wish for you to let me know and to be able to understand girls and my daughters. The genie thinks for morning says, you know what? Would you rather have that highway two lanes or four? And I think that's how dads feel sometimes. I don't understand my daughters and or my spouse. So, Here's, some, here's some, what, some of the things that research shows us. Some of the benefits of having a dad that's involved in, in a kid's life. One of them is that they're much less likely to be poor. Kids with an involved dad do better in school. I saw uh, several studies that showed that when dads are highly involved at school and with their kids, that those kids were 43% more likely to receive A's. Kids with an involved father are less likely to abuse alcohol and drugs. And they're much less likely to be sexually active as teenagers. I saw one study that had some research on teenagers from the United States and New Zealand that found that kids without a father in the home were twice as likely to be involved in early sexual activity and seven times more likely to get pregnant as adolescents. Wow. Kids, girls who grow up in a home without a dad, have more mental health disorders. Father absent kids are consistently overrepresented on a wide range of mental health issues like anxiety, depression, and suicide in particular. Father absent kids tend to enter partnerships earlier. They're more likely to divorce or to dissolve their cohabitation unions. And they're more likely to have kids outside of marriage or outside of any partnership. Something about the presence of a dad helps that when it comes to girls and their partners. I heard this guy say one time that um, his daughter brought her boyfriend around to meet him. And he said he wouldn't even look me in the eye. All he did was sit there staring at my gun. <laughs> Maybe that's the presence of dads that helps uh, girls not get married earlier or, or get pregnant. Girls who grow up in a home with without a dad are more, like, more likely to be, be obese. And there's some plus minus research that shows that girls without a dad in the home regularly have an earlier onset of puberty. Uh, girls uh, p- uh, who have early onset puberty, there's, there's several reasons that people are are thinking about these days. One of them is obesity, family stressors, and especially for what they call weird populations. Weird is an acronym for Western, educated, industrialized, rich, and democratic. That when girls grow up in those kind of homes, they're more likely to um, have an earlier onset of puberty because of those factors. Um. So, what is dad's unique role with their daughters? There's a dad one day who was trying to feed his 10-month-old who was sitting in her high chair and she was twisting and, and moving all over the place. He was having a hard time. And his wife said to, to her husband, straighten her up. So, the dad looks at his daughter and he says, what are you going to be doing with your life? Do you want to be like this your whole life, forever? It's time for you to grow up. He said, my wife hasn't asked me to do anything since. <laughs> So what are some of the unique ways that dads are with their daughters? When I was in my fellowship training uh, years ago with Dr. T. Barry Brasselton, some of you may know who he was. Parents in my generation, he was like our Dr. Spock, if you will. But he, I remember do, seeing research and seeing films that he was doing uh, where they would film moms and dads walking in and spending time with a, a little, little baby, like a three or four month old baby. So a three-month-old would be sitting in a little infancy, a little like car seat kind of a thing. And the mom would walk in and the baby would see the mom and its face would soften and brighten and the baby would smile. And the mom would sit down in front of the baby and squeeze their little chubby thighs and talk really softly. And the baby would coo and mom would coo back. And they would develop this nice back and forth, very uh, calm kind of an interaction. Then the mom would would walk off and leave. And then a dad would walk in. It was amazing what the difference was as soon as the baby saw the dad sit down in front of them The baby got what dr. Bresselton used to call a pounce look The kid would brighten his eyes would open up wide his heart rate would go up and he looked as if to say Okay, I know there's gonna be something big and exciting happening right now Um, Dad's play in general is more physical more loud more unpredictable more spontaneous and when dads play with their daughters like that, it encourages them to push the envelope a little bit. Instead of being these quiet, little, meek, good girls, dads encourage their daughters to kind of spread out, spread their wings, take up more space. I've seen several studies over the years that also show that something as simple as reading nursery rhymes to your children is done differently if you're a mom versus a dad. And by the way, as I show, as I express all this these thoughts, and I tell you about this research, it doesn't mean that every dad is this way or every mom is this way, but this is in general and it's backed up by research. Dads tend to uh, do nursery rhymes different because they change the verses. They don't do it like the the mom will read it just like it is in the book and the dads will will change the verses every time they do it, which allows kids and their daughters to open up to learning, to be more curious. It keeps them on their toes. I've seen research that shows that kids benefit more from their dads reading them bedtime stories than their moms. Dads tend to, uh, to ask more questions. They, they tend to, to change things and kind of stir things up, all of which is good for their daughters' imaginations and their creativity. Is there, they tend to be a little bit more directive. They're a little bit more matter-of-fact with their discipline about handling situations. Um, moms in, in, uh, do it a little bit different. Moms, in a sense, are maybe a little bit more intuitive. In general, they may spend a little bit more time with their kids. Um, they're able to almost read their kids' minds and anticipate their needs. Dads have a harder time doing that. But, but the good part about that is it prepares them for the real world. When they're out there with, their empl- uh, with the people they're working with and with their bosses, people aren't going to be able to read their minds and anticipate their every need. And so dads being more directive can help in that regard. I think it's also true in a lot of cases that dads do more joking around, more teasing, more bantering. Um, I can see that with my friends when they come over, my male friends, that they they used to tease my daughter when she was growing up. And it taught my daughter to toughen up a little bit, to not take all those words so personally, and to be able to shoot back from the hip and give it right back. And I think that that kind of teasing and bantering that dads do with their daughters kind of um, prepares them to be around and to be more comfortable with boys. They kind of develop a BS monitor, if you will. And I think all that helps, helps them develop a higher sense of humor. Uh, there's research that shows that daughters become more independent, more confident and happier because of that. I heard one day about this little eight-year-old girl who got to go to her dad's office on the take your kid to work day. And When they walked in the office, she started crying. And one of, the, one of the, uh, the concerned staff members gathered around and said, what's wrong? And she said, Daddy, where's all the clowns you said you worked with? <laughs> I love that story. Cross the line is good for our girls. I also think dads can, can help out with teaching girls how to handle conflicts directly. If I'm in a talk and I ask how many of the moms in the audience have a hard time handling their conflicts directly, even as adults, Almost every mom raises their hand. That good girl stuff, it starts when they're they're young girls and it continues even through adulthood for a lot of women. And so I want them to be able to learn how to handle conflicts with their siblings, with their friends, with their teachers, with their coaches. I think dads can step up and teach them how to do that because I think dads in general do that better or do that more often. I also think it's... It's pretty common for dads to do more rough-and-tumble play with their girls, more so than moms. There's a father-daughter retreat my wife and I have been doing out in California every year for, I think, the last, I think it's 17 or 18 years now. And this particular group is girls who are in grade school. They're 8-, uh, 9-, and 10-year-olds. And after we do some icebreakers in the first few hours and we have a lunch, we then end up going to the pool And we've got this new, we've got this tradition we've done for 17 years where the dads line up in the shallow end, like a little gauntlet, dads facing each other in, you know, two lines. And then the girls start in the the shallowest part and they lay on their backs and the dads push them along in between, like a log flume, if you will, all the way to the end of the line where there's two dads, usually the guys with the biggest muscles, and together they pick up this little girl and they heave her as far as they can. And the girls are squealing and they're laughing and they want to do it again and again and again. And I've seen moms who aren't part of our group on the side of the pool looking at us with that worried look like, are you sure this is safe? And, And it's funny to watch. Now, I'm not saying moms don't ever play rough with their kids, but dads just tend to do it more. And it teaches their daughter how to be assertive, how to be competitive, how to be confident. Um, ways to... It's also a way for dads, especially as their daughters get into sort of middle school, high school age when when sometimes, not sometimes, when their bodies start to change and some, some dads kind of back off because they feel a little uncomfortable with their daughter's new curves. But if you can get in the habit of still doing some rough and tumble kind of stuff, it's a way to be affectionate. And it helps their girls become more self-assured. Research has shown that's true. I think dads, because of the last couple... Of examples I gave, I think they can help their daughters stay more detached, not take things as personally. People's comments, their friends' behaviors, coaches uh, who sometimes are critical to not escalate things and add their emotions to the mix. They can teach their daughters that they're in charge of their feelings and reactions. But I think that part about it's okay to show your feelings. It's okay to express your feelings. But also sometimes it's also good to sort of repress your emotions, stay more detached in certain moments because you might need to be focused in the middle of a game, in the middle of a test. Not let your judgment be clouded by emotions at certain times, during interviews, if you will. I think dads can be helpful with that. I think dads are really good also about encouraging their daughters to solve their own problems and to think critically. I think in general, they're probably less likely to, to rescue their daughters There's been research that shows that daughters who reported loving relationships and close relationships with their dads showed healthier cortisol levels when they were faced with problematic situations, cortisol, the stress hormone. So it helps them be less stressed when they're faced with problems like that. I also think um, that dads can help out with girls making decisions based more upon what's right for them as opposed to pleasing people. Again, like I said before, if I ask a group of moms in a retreat or at a talk, how many of you a lot of times still make decisions based upon not wanting to disappoint people or ruffle feathers and moms, most of them raise their hands, again, because of that good girl conditioning that I think dads don't get. And I want them to, I want them, meaning girls, I want them to, to do activities. I want them to get the kind of grades that they want. I want them to think for themselves Pick the friends that they want to be able to advocate for themselves. And I think dads play a huge role in that. Last thing in this, in this section, I think dads do a really good job of encouraging their daughters to take risks and to be adventurous and to take adventures, which is so good for their self-confidence, so good for their assertiveness. A year old or a 21-year-old boy told their parents, I'm going to go off to Europe for a month and backpack. I think parents would be like, great, can I help you buy the backpack? If a girl said the same thing, I think there'd be all kinds of trepidation and fear and you sure you want to do that, blah, blah, blah. And I, I think all along the way, all the way through childhood, it's good for dads to encourage their daughters to take, it, to take risks and to stress themselves and get out of their comfort zones. Those are things that I think dads can do to help their daughters to grow up, and to be, grow up into becoming confident, powerful young women one of them is just spend time with them and be fully present. I heard about this uh, mom who went out one day for, for the afternoon, left a dad in charge of a little three-year-old girl. And she had just gotten this little new tea set. And as her dad was trying to watch a TV, uh, TV show, she brought him a cup of tea. He said, Oh, thank you, honey. And she was really happy about that. So she kept bringing him cup after cup of tea and he kept drinking it and saying, Oh, it's so good. A couple hours later, the mom comes home and she, and, uh, and, he, and uh, the mom said, what, what have you guys been doing? And dad said, what's this? And the daughter came in, brought him a cup of tea, and he said, this is the cutest little thing, right? Well, the mom waited as she watched the girl bring the tea and the dad drink it. And then she said to her husband, did it ever occur to you that the only place that this little girl can reach to get water is the toilet? Kind of put him in his place. <laughs> when you're at the dinner table, when you're driving her someplace in the car, Turn off your electronics. Be fully present. So she knows that you care about her. She knows that she's important to you. And kids who have parents who are distracted, whether it's internally with worries, concerns, etc., or externally with their devices and gadgets, it makes kids feel unloved, not important, not special, less than, not cared about. So be fully present. Also, dads, be a good listener. There's a part of our brain called the temporal parietal junction that gets stimulated w- when we're around emotions. And a lot of times when our spouses, our girls come to us crying, upset about certain things, our brain quickly goes into fix-it mode because the temporal parietal junction gets activated. And it's a fix-it mode part of the brain. And girls have told me over and over and over in my retreats, my camps, my, my counseling practice, that they don't, they don't like that. They, they feel like they're not being heard, that their dad doesn't really understand them because he goes right into fix-it mode. So just try and get in their shoes, see it from their point of view, mirror what they're saying back to them so they know that you care, that you're listening, and you get them, and you see them. If you want to remain an influence in your daughter's life now and forever, be a better listener and stop going into fix-it mode. You can interrupt that pathway and just listen. I think it's also important for you to model for your daughters about being a healthy husband and father. How you treat their mother is so critical. Your relationship with your spouse is one of the templates that they're going to take with them throughout their lives for relationships, starting with friendships and later with dating relationships and or marriage. Do you have a loving relationship have your kids seen you have communication with each other, work out conflicts with each other. It's so important that your daughter sees that you respect their mom in that kind of a way. I heard a dad one day, he was, he was showing his son pictures of his wedding day, and his son looked at his dad and said, Is that when mommy came to work for us? That is not good modeling. I remember when my daughter Kelly was was turning 16 I think I've told you this story before in a podcast, so if I did, I apologize, but it fits here. I decided to take her on a trip, just the two of us, to Chicago. I'm from St. Louis. So we flew to Chicago, and we uh, stayed at a hotel, and uh, went out to dinner several nights, and I took her to a couple of shows, uh, did all kinds of fun things. But besides the fun things, I told her at the beginning of the trip, I want you to notice how I treat you. So I was opening up the door for her and I was being kind and I was asking her opinion and what she wanted to do, et cetera, et cetera. And at the end of the week, I said, this is how any boy you go out with should treat you and do not ever settle for less to this day. And now she's a mother of two children. Her and her husband are the mother of two little boys. I think it's also really, really, really important for dads to respect their daughter's boundaries I think you're one of the the people who are going to teach her about consent. So if if you're wrestling around, if you're tickling her, if she says stop, then stop. If she says stop, stop. So she knows that her words are powerful and that any boy from that day forward should do the same thing. Respect her boundaries. Allow her to say no to you. Allow her to have an opinion that's different than yours. So important. If she's uncomfortable, let her tell you that and then you stop and change your behavior. I heard about a man who's, whose wife is pregnant and he decided he was going to name his daughter pregnant so that when a guy uh, met her and he asked what her name was, she could always reply, hi, I'm pregnant. That's a little bit different. That is a good boundary that your daughter can learn to set, but not in that way piece that dads can bring to their daughters. And that is to focus on non-physical qualities. The world f- focuses so much on how they look, on their bodies, uh, how sexual they are. So I would avoid making too many comments about how pretty she is uh, and focusing on things like her outfits and all that. That's what, that's what everybody else does. I want you as their dad, and their mom too, by the way, I'd rather you focus on other more important qualities that she has, like her level of grit her street smarts, her, her level of integrity, her sense of humor, her determination, her ability to solve problems, her ability to have fun have a, and uh, to not care what other people think, uh, times you see when she's a leader, times when you see how confident she is, or you notice how motivated she is or how fully engaged she, that she gets with things. Notice those things way more than the physical stuff. So she learns that that is important. She values your opinion. She values what you have to say. You're her dad. So if you value those things, then she'll start to value them as well. You can also help her balance all the cultural messages about her body and looks and appearance and how uber important that society makes that. At the, at the father-daughter retreats that I do with, with dads and their middle school daughters, and also my retreats and my summer camps with girls who are in middle school and high school, we do exercises to teach them how to be media and image savvy how to look at pictures in ads on TV commercials, et cetera, and to ask themselves questions about, what are they trying to sell me? what are they trying to tell me? Is that true? You dads can do a, a important job in helping them become more image savvy and teach them that they're way more than their looks. And one of the best ways to do that is to watch TV shows, watch movies and things like that with them. And if there's a certain time when you see something that, that you'd like your daughter to notice... Pause the TV and say, what would you notice just then? What do you think about that? What is this commercial trying to sell you right now? There's good research that shows that when dads or moms do that with their daughters, it's protective. It helps them when it comes to things like objectification and, and overthinking, overvaluing things about their body and their looks. And we have a big role in that as dads. Also, you can teach your daughter the difference between being assertive versus aggressive. If she's having a problem with a friend, do some role-playing and and tell her, show me what you're saying. Show me how you're trying to handle her. And many times, girls are way too wimpy, in my experience. So you can role-play and say, let me show you some things you might be able to do that might get your thoughts across more firmly. Looking at a person in the eye, having a stronger tone of voice, etc., etc., So those kinds of role-playing, giving girls permission to be assertive. Because in my experience, in my camps, my retreats, my school programs, girls think that setting boundaries is mean because they've been inundated and conditioned to be good girls. So dads, help them balance that out. It's also really valuable and important to connect with your daughter over their interests. It's okay to invite her into your interests, but also especially for her interests. There was some research out of Baylor University that showed that many daughters feel a closer bond with their dads when they shared a sport or an activity together. Men like to do things like that together. A lot of times dads will talk more, share more when they're doing something as opposed to just sitting and looking each other in the eyes and, and all that. Um, just being there with her, kicking soccer balls in the backyard, building a fort with her in the backyard, building stuff, doing puzzles, whatever it may be, all that strengthens your relationship with her, It gives a level of closeness, and lets her know that the things that she's interested in are important. And by the way, not just sports, please. I'm all about sports. I did sports my whole life. I coached lots of teams when my kids are growing up. But I want you to also extend yourselves into her interests. That might be sometimes about reading, or art, or drawing, or music, or playing an instrument, or opera, or singing, or being in an orchestra, or being in a band, etc. Show just as much interest in those things as you do sports. Assertiveness, you're strengthening her determination, and you're saying to her, That your interests are important, go after them, get fully engaged, and that's gonna lead her to being successful in life in whatever she ends up doing. A couple more things and I'll wrap this up. It's good for dads also to provide opportunities for their daughters to get out of themselves and be of service to other people, to encourage activism, activities with a higher purpose, Uh, also opportunities to have adventures, to travel to go out camping, to spend time in nature. So important. All those things will help develop her self-confidence and also to get out of herself, to be there for other people, which always gives kids a level of happiness and fulfillment. Two more things. Share your stories. Girls complain to me a lot that they don't go to talk to their dads, number one, because they don't listen. They go right to fix-it mode. But also they say my dad would never understand. He was never a girl. And I will say to them, you're right. Your dad was never a girl. But your dad did go through grade school, middle school, high school, and beyond. He did go through awkward stages. He did have acne. He did have times when he had self-doubt and lost his confidence and didn't make a team or had a failure or had some kind of a challenge or adversity. Your dads can't understand. it. His stories might be a little different but the emotions around them are oftentimes the same, are very similar. But they won't know that unless you share those stories. Talk to her about what you were like when you were her age. Your fears, your concerns, your challenges, your frustrations, your successes, times you had to overcome challenges and adversity. If they hear those stories, they'll, they'll realize, wow, maybe my dad can understand. And then they'll share more, which is why I want your daughters to do. When, you're, when girls look up to their dads, what do they see? And the easy answer is to say, well, my dad's my hero. And I don't know, I had, I had a hard time saying those words exactly, but the more I thought about it, the more I realized that probably especially little girls, they do like to look up to their dads as being their hero. And the way a dad can be a hero is not by being a first responder necessarily. He can be a hero by forming a loving, close, supportive relationship with his daughter who looks at her and he sees way beyond just the way she looks. He looks at her and he sees a confident, uh, creative uh, uh, young woman of high integrity, who is a leader, etc., etc. When dads see that in their daughters, then daughters can start seeing that in themselves. Dads can become mirrors for that. The bond between a dad and his daughter can influence her self-esteem, her future relationships, and her career success. So when they look at you as their hero, number one, live up to it, meaning live a life of integrity. Be really conscious of how you're treating yourself and your spouse and your marriage. And also about how you, re- how you treat your daughter. Respect, respecting boundaries, um, making sure that you are fully present when you're with her. to Let her know you're important. I care about you. What you have to say is important more encouragement to spend more time with their girls. And even though it may be common for girls in the middle school, high school ages to sort of push their dads away a little, sometimes girls get a little uncomfortable with their burgeoning bodies, if you will. Sometimes they'll share some more things about their bodies, about menstruation, about things like that with their moms. They just feel more comfortable. But there's but they can come to you with a lot of things if you have the relationship with them and if you've been a safe listener for them all along the way so focus on that let me let me uh stop here with a really uh touching story that i found a long time ago there's a young girl whose family had tradition of going all out at christmas time especially when it came to the christmas tree so and they even do things like placing tinsel on the tree little piece by little piece we don't see tinsel much anymore. When I was a kid growing up, those little silver pieces of t- tinsel were really popular. It was a great honor to be the person in the family chosen to place the Christmas angel at the very top of the tree. Well, one Christmas, when this, little, when this girl was small, her mom told her she needed to cut her hair because it was getting ratty. And This little girl was sad because she loved her long hair. She'd been growing it for, for years. So she sat in the stool and her mom started cutting her hair, and before long her long braids and her hair were scattered under the stool she sat on, and she said she she remembered feeling small and, and naked and sad. Well her dad at that moment walked in with a load of firewood, and he saw the look on her face. He knelt down beside her and he picked up a bunch of those pieces of her newly shorn hair. And a few minutes later he called her into the family room where the Christmas tree was was sitting, and she watched him as he carefully placed little bits of her hair on the tree besides the, beside the tinsel and the ornaments. And he smiled at his daughter and he said, This year, we're going to have real angel hair on our tree. That's the kind of influence you can have on your daughter. Also set your intention for listening to these podcasts every week and passing them on to your friends. Thanks so much for that. Happy New Year, happy New Year and I'll see you back here in a week.